Hello, one and all, and welcome to episode 132 of the Dirty Talk After Hours podcast. This is an even-numbered episode, which means it is going out to the general public. All the other episodes, or I guess every episode, is available on the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Dirty Talk Podcast if you want to go there and listen to all the ones that aren't available to the general public. As always, this is T.C. Rollins. And Rain DeGray. And it is June, and you know what that means? Um, April showers bring May flowers. June brings uh, peaches. You're so close with peaches. <laughs> According to the Catholic Church, sodomy is legal for the next three months. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. How did I miss that memo? The Catholic Church says that sodomy is legal for the next... Three months? Well, here's a little history lesson for you. Give it to me. Back in the 1400s, the Dominican Order requested to the Cardinal de Santa Lucia that sodomy might be lawful during three months per year, in particular June to August. The Cardinal then wrote on the petition be it done as they demand. He then presented it to the Pope at the time, who was Pope Sixtus IV. And the Pope gave the authorization to practice sodomy during periods of warm weather. Because, of course, as we all know, the best way to cool down when it is hot outside is some good hard sodomy. I did not know that, but that's, uh, I'm, I'm quite amused. Well, I mean, they're going to be buggering each other. You know, you might as well give them a window in which it's okay. But the second that calendar day passes, ah, 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 it's a sin. Exactly. Welcome to the summer of sodomy. You are free. I don't know what the Catholic Church's take on it is. Is right now, but according to Pope Sixtus IV, who ruled from 1471 to 1484, sodomy is just fine during the months of June, July, and August. It might be interesting to know that he is the Pope that the Sistine Chapel is named after. He had it built while he was Pope. The Sistine Chapel is named after Pope Sixtus. And he was also, according to Italian historian Stefano Infessura, he was well known as a lover of boys and sodomites. And he (laughs) awarded people the rank of bishop in return for sexual favors and nominated a number of young men as cardinals, some of whom were celebrated for their good looks. I am happy to report that the Sistine Chapel is named after this man who was the lover of boys and sodomites and gave the go-ahead to make sodomy legal for just three months a year. So it's a cardinal casting couch. Yes, a cardinal casting couch, and but not quite a cardinal sin during those three months. There is your little bit of history lesson for today. What happens if you desire a serving of sodomy the other nine months out of the year? You're out of luck. Sorry, only during periods of warm weather. With attractive cardinals. Well, or with anybody. That wasn't part of the rule. <laughs> 
we're well, not. It's a rule he was applying to himself. No, obviously. we're not to discriminate. I mean, if, <laughs> if you only got the three months out of the year, you got to get all the sodomy and you can, whether they are attractive young cardinals or not. Oh, I'm in trouble with the Catholic Church then because I like sodomy 12 months out of the year. I believe that the Catholic Church has changed its opinion on sodomy. However, from another thing I was reading, sodomy isn't necessarily anal sex. It was originally considered to be any sex that was non-procreative because that's what they were doing in the town of Sodom was they were just getting it on with different people. So for the longest time, sodomy referred to any sexual act, oral, anal, anything that wasn't purely penis and a vagina when there was an ejaculation and a baby could be made. Two women together was qualified as sodomy. Yes. yes. So yeah. so maybe that law means that we can just be open sexually for those three months. It's not just fucking in the butt. It could just be anything. Just it's free reign because it's hot. It's hot outside. But according to Mookie <laughs> from Do the Right Thing, sometimes it's just too hot to fuck. It's true. Sometimes it is too. I mean, thank God for air conditioning. Sometimes you desire some Cardinal Congress, but your flesh is just sticky and overheated. Yes. True that. It does happen. Speaking of history, I have one for you, which is sex education from Aristophanes. And who is Aristophanes? He is a Greek poet. I see. Okay. So sex education from the ancient Greeks. I'm sure that sodomy has nothing to do with that. <laughs> you would be incorrect, my friend. What I loved in coming across this was there was a recent publication of the New Cambridge Greek Lexicon, and it discusses, among other things, uh, Aristophanes was not just a poet, but he was a comic poet. So when he described sexual things, he did it in a playful way. And I came across a list of the numerous creative ways in which he described female genitalia, male genitalia, and the act of Congress. Would you like to hear some of these tidbits? I believe this is Congress, not like it's practiced in Washington, D.C., or I guess it is practiced in Washington, uh, yeah. D.C., which is maybe not on the floor, or, or maybe not maybe, necessarily yes, on the floor, yes. but when the C-SPAN uh, cameras are on. Uh, that, huh. Not that kind of Congress. I'm sure somebody at some time or another has gotten busy on the floor of Congress. Money back guarantee. It's humans. Yeah, yeah you, anybody. I mean, I've, I've had sex at my places of work before because it's just that one of those things after hours, nobody's there. You're like, oh, we could totally have sex right here, right now. Let's, you know, let's get that on. So, yes, yeah, somebody has had Congress on the floor of Congress, I would say. Guaranteed. Mm. And there's been some pooping as well, I believe. <laughs> What I have for uh, female genitalia is meadow, thicket, mm. grove, celery, mint, door, gate, bowl, dish, boiled sausage, which when boiled I think sausage? of- Boiled sausage? Yes. Uh, according to this Greek poet, yes. When he thinks of female genitalia, he also thinks of pancake, delta- Mouse hole and bird's nest. Wait, did they have pancakes back then? Uh, fried dough as a transportable thing has been since the invention of bread. They had bread back then. So what we would translate as pancakes was just a, a 
bowl of fried dough, like a, which I'd like, I don't really think vagina, but uh-huh. it's, according to this man, yes. I do like pancakes in the morning. <laughs> They're delicious, particularly if you melt some hot butter on them and then drizzle some sweet, sticky syrup. Well, I... eating them in that <laughs> thicket in the midst of the meadow. <laughs> And um, men were called, among other things, acorn, chickpea, alabaster pot, spear, peg, beam, bolt, sword, axe, club. <laughs> Lots of hitty things. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 when, and men seem to get very into the hitty things with the I'm going to club yes. your pancake with my axe. <laughs> and uh, for sexual activity, he described it as rubbing, bending, feeding on, threshing, plowing, breaking up the clods, gathering fruit. <laughs> breaking up the clods is <laughs> what like, you I'm, do. Yeah, I'm going to break up the clods in your meadow while I... Be- before you sow the seed, you have to break up the clods and then you plow it with your... There's a lot of agricultural, yeah. which, well, you know... Well, they're, they're an agricultural society. I can see that. You, <laughs> you Basically, they say, write what you know. Right. When So, yes, you're looking at the at the plow and you need Look to Look at your fertile meadow. I yes. will plow it with my axe. Well, I club you and break up the the chunks before I sow my seed upon your thicket. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more. Those are just some of the tidbits. But I'm amused at all the different and creative ways that we use to describe one of our favorite activities. And seeing as there's over 7 billion people on this planet, we definitely do have a favorite activity, which is dragging one's axe through the meadow. Yes. And it just shows me that we haven't really come very far since then because we are still very fixated on it. And even though the euphemisms are different, we are still enamored with coming up with bizarre ways of describing this thing, I guess, to make it sound more enticing and romantic than just like put your filthy meat stick in my deep gaping hole until you spray your steamy love juice oh. upon my cavern. <laughs> oh, 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 dear. Oh, give me a moment. Woo. Yeah, okay, that killed all of my boners for sure. <laughs> but as long as there's humans on the planet, there have been humans coming up with ways to describe this act and the things involved in this act. I remember when I was a kid, I used to just love to learn all the different names for the body parts and things like that. It was very dirty. You would trade them with your friends on the schoolyard and be like, oh yeah, I heard this thing. And they're like, oh oh, yeah, let me tell you one. That was high comedy. Did you include figging the milk thistle? I did not. Sadly to say, when I was in the playground, I did not fig the milk thistle with my friends. Uh, Well, probably a good thing on the playground. Yes, you didn't know enough about Greek poets. Obviously. Now you do. Now I know the, more about the Greeks. The more you know. The more you know. Let's move on from history to science. I like science. I have two studies that I would like to discuss, and they are also two reasons why I would love to be a scientist. Question number one, which really needs to be figured out. Can lobsters get high from smoking pot? Ah, uh, can they? I don't know. Are scientists on the case right now? 
Are they cracking the case? Can they? Is it possible? Researchers you... from the University of California, San Diego. Did they make little joints they for the did. lobsters to <laughs> hold in their claws? Little... Please say they did. They put no, joints in the claws. No, they didn't put That would have oh. been fun. Maybe if I could find a picture of a lobster with a joint in his claw smoking, I could put that up with this podcast. But no, they did not put little joints in the lobster claws. But that would have been great. But then I don't know how you would entice the lobster to inhale. The reason why they were wondering this is because lobsters have gills. They live in the water. So they were saying, how could lobsters actually inhale the THC through the gills to get it into their systems? Were the scientists smoking pot when they came up with this? Is what I want to know. They're like, we should see if lobsters can get through the gills. No, 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 no. The reason why they came up with this, there is a story behind this. You know how lobsters are normally cooked. They're boiled alive while they shriek. Yeah, they're boiled alive while they shriek, and they just struggle to get out of the pot, and they try and pull each other down, but they're just slowly boiled, and it's a kind of a horrific experience if you've watched it. You could pick it from the tank and be like, that one, go boil that one in water for me, and I will slather it in butter and throw it in my gaw. There was a woman, this is going back to the lovely year of 2018 before all the shit hit the fan. This woman ran Charlotte's legendary lobster pound in Maine. She reported back in 2018, she found a more humane way to kill the lobsters. What she was doing was hotboxing the lobsters. She got a mattress air pump and attached it to a sealed box. She put the lobsters in the box before throwing them in the boiling water, would pump marijuana smoke into the box. And she said that the lobsters were then pretty relaxed and wouldn't react when dropped in the boiling water to be killed. So she would kind of euthanize him first with some weed. And... She says that we looked at tail flips and we also looked at when we cooked the lobster. Is there a reaction when you put it into the boiling water? And we were seeing no reaction or very minimal reaction. So they were theorizing that, hey, we're getting the lobsters high. They're just irie. We're throwing them in the water. They're not shrieking. They're not struggling to get out. This is a better way to kill them for, I guess, everybody involved. The lobster's high and has no idea what's going on. Right. Because it's a lobster. Based on this, the researchers at the University of California, San Diego, decided that they needed to find out, can lobsters get high from smoking pot? There is a new scientific paper out called Effects of Vapor Exposure to 9-tetrahydrocannabinol in the main lobster. They repeated this experiment. They took lobsters put them in a box and vaped at them. <laughs> they pumped they pumped vape into the box with THC. They did notice that the lobsters appeared to be more relaxed after putting the vape in there. After vaping them for a while, they took them out, they killed them, and then tested the lobster blood and liver and brain to see if there was amounts of THC in there and they did find the THC in the lobster. So somehow the lobsters were able to inhale the smoke through 
their gills and the THC got into the system and they were more relaxed and they didn't react when the researchers put them in warm water as they normally would when they weren't high. I, I, I'm still not super stoked about the idea of boiling anything to death, but I guess if you are going to eat something, it, it would, it's thoughtful to get them high. Also, if there is then THC in the lobster flesh, does that mean that you could eat it and get buzzed yourself? It's like a lobster edible? Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we yeah. have to contact these research. There needs to be research done. Because then you have a, a more ethically, humanely euthanized lobster and it's a lobster edible. And then you eat it and get a buzz. And you can also feel good that the lobster didn't suffer as much. Oh, yeah. Possibly. Uh, the THC might be boiled off in the water. It depends on the boiling point of the THC probably and the boiling point of the water. No, no, no. I just want it to be lobster edibles. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? You will never find out because you're not going to eat the lobster. No. Primarily, no. you would feel too bad about this thing having to be boiled alive for your yes. dinner. And secondly, you just wouldn't eat an animal to begin with. I wouldn't eat an animal to begin with, but one that had to be boiled alive shrieking and and even people that love lobster are like, dude, this is a little iffy. Like, I feel squeamish, like, listening to the shrieks of agony. What can we do? Let's get this lobster stoned. Like, Let's yeah. Let's hotbox the lobster. Yeah. <laughs> Going from lobsters to porn. Oh, that was a smooth transition. When Always I think lobsters, smooth. I think porn. Yes. Close your is eyes, it? open wide, and just accept my smooth transition. This is my second scientific study. Give me a moment. Hold on. Hold on. All right. I'm accepting the transition. Ooh. Okay. Go. Scientists decided that they needed to study virtual porn versus 2D porn. There is a new study out in the- Scientists <laughs> decided they needed they need to, to These study. are questions that need mm -hmm. to get asked. Right. There's a new study out in the Journal of Sex Research titled VR Porn as Empathy Machine- perception of self and others in virtual reality pornography these are important questions inquiring minds want to know i want to know what they did is they took 50 men and they had two different porn videos that could be watched either through a vr headset or watched just on a standard tv screen and they, on two separate days, they randomly assigned the men to either watch the 2D version of it or the virtual reality version of it, and then questioned them during watching the film and after watching the film. After watching the VR porn, the men felt a stronger urge to interact with the actresses and perceived them to be more intelligent. What the study suggests is that the VR porn offered a more intimate experience compared to the 2D pornography. The men reported greater sexual arousal, greater bodily arousal, and greater sexual desire for the actresses, not just finding them to be more intelligent, but they desired them more when they watched the VR version as compared to the standard 2D version. Not just that, they took oral swabs of their saliva, tested it for oxytocin, and found they had elevated levels of oxytocin after watching the VR porn compared to the standard 2D porn. 
there you have it. It has been scientifically proven <laughs> that virtual reality porn is better than just the porn that you watch on your laptop. I mean, that would make sense we, when we go to uh, torture someone, you, you you depersonalize them and it's standard practice to put a bag over their head so that you can't see their face. The more that you depersonalize someone, the more detached you can be. So it would make sense that VR porn making you feel more interacted, you would feel more connected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they make it for the immersion experience to begin with. Maybe I'll have to start watching all my porn in VR to truly enjoy the fine subtleties of it and interact with these actresses more. They also tested their uh, eye contact where, because since it's uh, POV porn, it was uh, all the, the two pornos that they had the men watch were a man with two women and it was a POV from the man's perspective. And they found when the men were watching the VR porn, they had more eye contact with the actresses in the porno than when they were watching the 2D version. Yeah, that that tracks. I'm, I'm amused that they had to do a scientific study for it, but science. It's science. This is science. why Very. I want to be a scientist because I want to hang out and get high with lobsters and watch <laughs> VR pornography. In the name of science. I think science. that we need to combine these two studies yes. and be yes. like, how much more effective is VR porn after eating a hot box lobster? <laughs> uh, significantly more effective, I would think. Uh, I'm, I'm, that is a strong visual now. Uh, I mean, that does sound like a fun night for sure. <laughs> or early morning, right before Depending. my pancakes. Yeah, yes, drizzled with your thick, sticky syrup. Yes. There's your science lesson for the week. I learned so much about hotboxing and lobsters. I do wish that the lobsters had held tiny joints and their big lobster claws and also didn't get boiled to death. Like, I just wanted a bunch of stoned lobsters just, like, hanging out. Like, Listening you know, to relaxing. some Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was where my mind went, not yeah. boiling them alive. I have uh, some science for you. It involves drones. Ooh, drones are sciencey. Bring it. While this is not the first time that this has happened, uh, this is a little interesting because it followed up with uh, some uh, physical confrontation and a scuffle. The second that humans ever invent any technology, it, we immediately sexualize it. Put a the dick on it. <laughs> The second that we invented cameras, immediately people were taking naked pictures. The second that we had movies, people were immediately making porns. We have drones, and people immediately started thinking, let me attach dildos to drones, and then I can pilot that drone with the dildo and fly it at people's heads. Since the dawn of mankind, we've been coming up with names for our private parts and trying to figure out what we can put a dick on. It's true. This is this is a true fact. Here at Dirty Talk After Hours, we give you true facts, and that is a true fact. A recent kerfuffle happened where a New Mexico sheriff was running for mayor of Albuquerque, and he was interrupted at a campaign event by a flying drone that had a dildo attached to it. Now, this has happened before. But what makes it a little bit more interesting is that there was a 20-year-old man who then took a swing at this New Mexico sheriff. 
Manuel Gonzalez is a Democrat and he is a sheriff and he is running for mayor. And in the middle of one of his campaign stops, while he was attempting to deliver a speech, he was distracted by just I need those visuals in your head. And you're like, I will bring law and order and do good things. God damn it. There's a dick in my face. Very distracting. (laughs) Who's flying this dick? Yes. And the owner of the event attempted to uh, remove the dick drone. (laughs) And in the process of that, a 20-year-old man got upset and took a swing at the sheriff and ended up getting arrested. Uh, Leave that that dick alone. Have you no mercy? Well, he he called the sheriff a tyrant Ah. and took a swing at him. So I guess he is protective of the dick drone. Yeah. Or felt that the dick drone was being disrespected. Or um, he's like the Lorax of the dick drones because I speak for the dick drones for the, the dick drones have no tongues. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps he is the Lorax of the dick drones. He has been charged with petty misdemeanor battery and misdemeanor resisting, evading, or obstructing an officer. And according to a deputy, he claimed he did not intend to hit the sheriff but he was upset at the way the sheriff answered a question and he intended to swing his fist through the air, which is quite a defense. I was upset at you answering a question, so I was punching the air, but unfortunately you got in the way. Isn't that trying to hit somebody? I was upset at you and I was swinging my fist through the air. At the air. Near your face, but I was yes. not trying to hit you in any way, shape, or form. That is that is Dreyer's defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm cocking a skeptical eye at it, but uh, that's that's what they are claiming is their excuse for why they took a swing at a sheriff, uh, in between all of the dildos. So his assaulting the sheriff had nothing to do with the dick flying around in the air. No, it was just it just was a it was a wild and crazy campaign stop. Here you are trying to deliver a speech, you get interrupted by dildos, and then someone gets upset at how you're answering questions and starts punching the air. Uh, according to the sheriff, they believe that the 20-year-old man had something to do with the dick drone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this case is still being solved. <laughs> we will bring you updates as they are uh, revealed and uncovered, unzipped, as it were. I am happy to report that the Dildo Dong has its very own Twitter account where you can catch up on its doings and Already over a thousand Twitter followers. You can go to Dongcopter505 if you want to see what the Dildo Dongcopter is up to. Because Dongcopter number one through 504 was already taken. There's so many other Dongcopters out there. Uh, maybe or 505 could possibly be the area. It could code be of, the area. Code but but or or there's a lot of Doncopters. Or there's over 500 Doncopter accounts. Community of like Doncopters that like we're only just finding out now, but they've been around. They've been interacting. They fly into each other all the time. There's a lot of pancakes. Things get sticky. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, it's uh, in the future. Everybody's going to have to come up with nonsense for their email handles and Twitter accounts just because every name. Imaginable has been taken already. Already hoovered up. You're going to have to be Dark Kitty 507 Sparkle Butt. Yeah, but I'm sure that's already taken. I can look it up right now. I'm sure there's already <laughs> at gmail.com. Right, right. <laughs> I have one last follow up. Uh, our listeners probably know at this point, I have been uh, f- very, I don't want to say fixated, but fascinated is another way to describe it. There is a bodybuilder who 
made the news and made history as far as I can tell as being <laughs> a very low bar. Hey man, I'm, I'm fascinated. He's I made think... history. Yes, he has <laughs> by rescuing a sex doll in a club from the clutches of unwanted attention and then marrying the sex doll mm. and then uh, separating from the sex doll <laughs> and then getting into multiple relationships with other sexual devices, including a, a rubber chicken. Uh, giant, giant rubber chicken, I think. Yeah. Giant, a giant rubber chicken. This man and, will go down in history. Yes, he already has. <laughs> Your grandchildren's is, grandchildren will be speaking of this man. Well, this is the third time I've brought him up because he just won't stop. Uh, I'm can't sad stop, to won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. I am sad to report that despite the fact that his history-making marriage did not work out, he is now back on the market and he was originally saying that he was not down with humans because they couldn't understand him or keep up with him. But, ladies and gents, and non-binary, uh, fasten your seatbelts, and un unbuckle your pants, and or other accoutrements, because... Get your meadow plowed and ready. Prepare your pancakes, because... For your fig leaf, whatever, milkweed thistle bottom. <laughs> yes, yes, because... He is now open to dating humans. Oh. So that's a, that's if you a have a, a pulse, step. quite a step. It, it, it is no longer silicone sex dolls and chickens, but he is open to flesh and blood now. So um, take a number, uh, get in line. Uh, he will probably change his mind next week, but for now, he is open for business. Yeah. The muffin shop is open and uh, having a pulse is acceptable and for now. If you live in Kazakhstan, you probably have a better chance because that's where he is. Yes, it would be helpful to either live in Kazakhstan or have a lot of airline miles and make a trip to... I, if you happen to be in Kazakhstan, look him up. I'm sure he'd be happy to share his harem of fine rubber sex dolls. And chickens. Possibly chickens. Uh, he he does say that he is uh, polyamorous and pansexual and uh, kinky, so there's a little something for everyone. Excellent. That is all of the information I have for my ongoing series of reports with this Kazakhstan bodybuilder uh, lover of many things and accoutrements. Uh, I did actually have a really fun day today because I got to guest on a podcast panel for Anomaly of Arkansas with some other fine podcasters, including Nookie Notes from Dating Kinky and Woody from the Kinky Cast, which I have guested on twice. It is always nice to interact with other podcasters. I got a lot out of it. If any of our listeners managed to attend the event today, I would love to hear your feedback. It was actually recorded and is going to be digitally archived for the Leatherman Library. And it is also going to be available on Dating Kinky. You can put out a link to that at some point when it becomes available if anybody wants to check out the podcast panel that you did. Yes. Before we go today, I know you normally give a jaunty salute to our fine listeners. I do. It's true. But today I have a challenge for you. Oh, I like challenges. I want you to give... 160,000 jaunty salutes because 160,000 is the number of the week. Do you know why? 160,000 is the number of the week. 
Ah, uh, uh, that's going to be a lot of salutes. My fingers are probably going to get tired. I'm going to have to do it really fast. Uh, it's the number of the week. Um, fuck, I don't know why. No, no, wait. I can. Call, I, it is. That's the number of the week because that's how many minutes in a year we've had so far. No, I'm sorry. You were incorrect. The correct answer to what that 160,000 stands for is the number of condoms the Olympic Committee is planning on giving out at the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. Ever since 1988, the International Olympic Committee has been handing out condoms at the games because if you didn't know already, the Olympic Village is a sex pot. Like to fuck. They like to fuck. They are in good shape. They are in peak physical condition and banging is what they like to do. Yes. So if you get all of these international athletes together that are attractive mm-hmm. in peak mm-hmm. physical shape mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. out on the town for a couple of weeks, there is a lot mm-hmm. of banging involved. So they do hand out a lot of condoms. However, this year they do plan on giving out the 160,000 condoms, but they are requesting that people not use them and to still maintain social distancing practices. So to take the condoms home with them, that comes out to about 14 condoms per attendee. If, if all the attendees for the, 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 of all the competitors for the game show up, they would each be getting 14 condoms that they could bring home to their home country because they have official Olympic condoms. I don't know if they have the Olympic flag on them because that would be awesome. I would want one of these genuine official Olympic condoms. I would imagine that they probably do. I also do know that some men uh, claim, or not claim, I mean, just, there are some men that do not want to deal with the mess because whenever you... To cooking, you have to deal with the dishes afterwards. So somebody's some, always got to do the dishes. Some men do masturbate with condoms on so that they can make a cleanup more effective. They ejaculate into the condom. You can peel it off. Done. That's true. 160,000 condoms does sound like a lot. It but does. It is not the highest number of condoms ever passed out at an Olympic Games. Do you want to guess the highest number of condoms ever passed out at the Olympics is? 500,000. Oh my God, so close. 450,000 condoms. <gasps> that was for the Rio de Janeiro games in Brazil because, of well, course, that makes sense. they're that in Brazil. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that yeah. comes out to about 42 condoms per athlete. <laughs> that wow. we're out. They are plowing some serious field, my friend. I am not going to make you a jaunty salute 450,000 times, but give these no, fine people. Right just do it real I'm, quick. I'm, oh my I'm, God, I'm, the I'm, speed I'm, of I'm, these jaunty I'm, salutes. <laughs> There's so many jaunty salutes. Each one of these is for an Olympic athlete and their condoms. Bangity bang, 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 bang. My my forehead's getting Don't tired. hit yourself in the head. Stop hitting yourself doing... in the head. There's so many jaunty I, salutes. I, I, I can verify. I saw it. Wow, that was a speed record. That was a land speed record of jaunty salutes. Yes! Guinness Book of World Records. Here I come. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you all, or I guess talk at you all next week. Catch you next week. Until then, my friends, over and out. Bye.